everybody a very uh, happy new year. I know you've made a lot of uh, uh, commitment and sacrifice to be here this morning. Uh, looking around at all these pajamas, I feel like we're at Walmart. Um, so, uh, so it's great. It really is good for everybody, isn't it? But I really wish you guys and your families uh, just a blessed 2023. Um, hopefully that is a, is a good year for you guys, a positive year for you um, as we step into this new, this new year. I know a lot of our students had, they had a lock-in last night. And what time did they go to bed eventually? Or did they even go to bed? 4, 4.30. This reminds me of this. I told Shane and Lucy, I said, I'm just going to get up here. I'm just going to kind of talk to you and quietly and slowly. Um, which reminds me, I, I did something really bad. This was a long time ago, probably about 20 years ago. I was preaching at this little church up in Michigan. And it was, it, it was a Sunday, maybe the, f- the f- I know it was the first Sunday of the year. It might have actually been on the first. I don't quite remember. And we'd had a huge snow the night before, and we got into this church. It was a small little church building, and most of the people were, were over 70, okay? And uh, Sundays, to keep them awake in a sermon was tough enough already. And then you had the heaters going. It was cold outside. They had this huge, giant wooden pulpit. You remember those? They had all these. Somebody had probably donated it or given it. And I remember that Sunday morning, I could already see, I was not even finished with my introduction, and you could already see people starting to fade. And so I did something really bad. What I did was I just started talking softer and slower and, sh- and try to make sure the p- there was a lot of bass in there. <sighs> and you could just watch them dropping off slowly to sleep. And then about halfway through, I flat-handed the pulpit and made my point. And I said, and that's why. And everybody, you know, it was, um, it was a wonderful Sunday. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it, was, it was great. But... Uh, today, I'm, I know our kids are with us. I'm going to try to be brief. I want to just share a couple of really simple things that hopefully help set us on the right path as we start a brand new year. You know, I grew up about 20, uh, about 20 minutes from the ocean, and I've always had a deep love of the ocean. Most people that I meet love the ocean. They may not love going into the ocean, but I, I don't think I've ever met anybody that says, no, no, I, I just hate the ocean, and I, don't, I hate the way it sounds, and it just annoys me. Most of us love the ocean, but when you grow up, uh, near the sea, you learn that you have to respect the sea. Uh, the sea is a beautiful and tranquil, tranquil and wonderful place, but it can also be a treacherous place. And things can change very quickly, and it can steal your life from you in an instant, and you have to respect the sea. And as people maybe five, six hundred years ago started to venture out and try to find new worlds, uh, what they realized is that, is, is that a lot of people were lost at sea on these adventures. And over time, that we try to do things to keep people safe. We put up lighthouses to say, hey, steer clear. There's land here. There's rocks here. There's something in the water. Be careful of this over here. Uh, and over time, as people you know, lost their way in, in the ocean, we had things like lifesavers or coast guards that emerged that became organizations. One thing that's really interesting is that Pretty much any Coast Guard organization throughout the entire world, wherever you might be, their motto or their mission is usually some combination of these four words. This was the first motto of the U.S. Coast Guard. They existed so others may live. The people that served in this, very similar to what people who serve in the military do, now, maybe the mission shifts a little bit, but it has some, some under, underpinning of these four words. The people that served as lifeguards, the people that would go out in the boats, and remember, technology wasn't was it what it is today. 
people knew that they might lose their lives in service of another. If you've ever watched the movie The Guardian, they talk about this a lot. Are you ready to get in the water? Are you ready to lay down your life for the sake of another? And I thought about this a little bit. I thought, what if, you know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but we live in kind of a selfish world. We live in a world where we are conditioned to think that everything is about us. And everything is about what we have and what we need to have. And yet sometimes we miss life's greatest lessons. What if 2023 was not the year that was all about us, but was the year that it was, that it was all about others? What if 2023 was the year that said, you know what, instead of me making it about me, let me do something in my life that is sacrificial so that others might find their lives and succeed? What if we changed our focus inward to our focus outward? Because that's really what the motto is. Now you think about this, if you have kids, yes, you spend a lot of your life giving your life up for the sake of them, and that's very normal. And sometimes that annoys us and frustrates us, and maybe we just need to be reminded that we're part of a family and it's bigger than just us. But what if this year we had eyes to look out and say, you know what, I'm going to try not only to serve my own needs this year, but I'm going to try to see the opportunities of how I can lift somebody else up. I thought, what, wouldn't it be great if we were just reminded that it's not just all about us, that it is also about others. By the time we get to the Gospel of John in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are very similar. They're, in fact, they're, they're kind of grouped together as three Gospels. They, they tell a lot of stories. Jesus tells a lot of parables. He does some miracles and all those kinds of things. The Gospel of John is actually written a long time after the other three. And so John doesn't waste time retelling parables. He does, he does something unique. He makes statements and proclamations about who Jesus says he is. So in the Gospel of John, we have these things called the I am statements. Like in John, 5, uh, John 9 and verse 5, it says, Jesus says, while I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. In John 14, when his disciples come to him in verse 6, we know this one. Jesus answered, they said, you know, I'm going to lead you in the way. And, and they go, how are we going to find the way? You know, we don't have any directions. We're not sure how to get there. And Jesus says, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so Jesus takes what is actually really good on the, on the Coast Guard so others may live, and he takes it a step further. He doesn't just want people to live. It's very noble to give your life up for the sake of another. But Jesus says, that's not actually why I came. Yes, it's part of it, but there's so much more to it than that. In John chapter 10, beginning in verse 7, we see Jesus making these statements to his disciples. He says, Jesus said again, very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to, kill, to, to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Your Bible might say, have life and have it in abundance. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. 
So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. But I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the Jesus says this. The Coast Guard says, I'm going to give up my life if necessary for the sake of another. Jesus says this. I will give up my life for you, not just so that you can be saved, but so that you can find your life. There's a big difference between just being saved from death and living a full and abundant life. And I think a lot of times in churches, we miss that. We get people right up to the point that I make a decision for Christ and my life is now saved from death or from from hell or whatever we wanna talk about. But Jesus doesn't say that. He doesn't say, I've come so that you can live, that you can just be saved. He says, I've come that you might have life and have it in abundance, that you can actually find what real life is. Not just to be saved from something bad, but to be poured into and become who God has called you to be. And I think sometimes when we are inwardly focused, we spend so much time just trying to save ourselves and keep ourselves alive that we forget to live. Because living requires us to let go. It requires us to be saved. And not just to be saved so that we can go back on the shore and say, thank goodness that is over. So that we can walk away different than when we went into the water. Jesus didn't just come to save us. He came to change us. To make us into who he's called us to be. I don't know, I need to be reminded of that. (laughs) Because sometimes my faith stops short. And I'm going, I've made a decision, you know, I've, I've been a Christian a long time, I'm good. Jesus clearly says, I want you to not just be saved, I want you to take hold of life, which is precious and rich and wonderful. And the only way we're going to do that is when we open our lives up in service to others. I have found when I hold on to my faith with closed fists, it almost never goes anywhere. But when I open my hands, God does something amazing. When I stop worrying about me and I start thinking about others, God changes me and does something powerful. I start to see the world through his eyes. Maybe from time to time we just need to be reminded. Maybe we just need to be reminded that it's not just all about us. I think the last couple years or the last few years has proved that we are very good at making things about us, aren't we? I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I'm not interested. In, no, I'm, we say no a lot. Maybe, maybe this is a time of year where we can reset and say, you know what? Maybe I'm missing opportunities, not only with people. But maybe I'm also missing opportunities with God. Jesus came so that we could live. Yes. But he also came so that we could be changed. And that we could help others live. So this year... What if we just started there, giving our lives to something
bigger than ourselves. It starts in your home, in your marriage, in your family. Guys, I, I know you probably don't want to do dishes. Let me tell you, if you do dishes, you're pouring life into someone. When you're helping raise your kids, when you're blessing people around you, you're pouring life out. You're pouring the abundant life of Jesus into the lives of others. Father, today, thank you just for hopefully simple words, words that can just resonate with us, can ring in our ears. Father, I just pray that as we start a brand new year, that you would walk with us in mighty ways. God, maybe we're even starting this year and it's only the first day and we already feel tired, exhausted. We're, we're kind of dreading stepping into a new year. Maybe we've enjoyed our Christmas break, and we just hope for a few more days. I pray that you would give us some rest. And Father, maybe just for some opportunities to, to step into a new year, I just pray that you would walk with us in mighty and powerful ways. Father, may you open our eyes to see the need around us. May we take the blinders off. May we put down the mirror to see the world around us more than just ourselves. Father, may we first and foremost take hold of the life that you offer to us. And Father, secondly, may we share that life with those people around us. Thank you that we get to start this year in your presence with our families. We pray for blessings this year. We pray for safety, for protection. We just pray that you would work in mighty ways in our lives. 2023. So we give you this year, God. We know that you have made it for us, created it for us, that you're going ahead of it with us. May we be faithful followers and may we find life and transformation this year. We ask this all through Jesus and the church together said,
everybody. So um, everybody like him in pajamas now that, you know, we can easily leave and we'll have pajamas and donuts now that we can join us in here. Dressed up for you guys. stand up show everybody so it's loud and proud there okay we got Sheldon a bobblehead <laughs> yes okay so you guys know that we bugged you with lots of emails you've meant to us and the difference that you've made. And so we asked everyone to um, submit words um, to send you messages. And um, so we put together something for you that hopefully will be a somewhat of a representation for you of things that you, of the difference that you made. So 